Hello again. It feels like a ritual every time I open up the mic. I have the mic in a leather leather case, let's say, and every time I want to record, I pull it out, and it's like this thing I go through and set the mic up, link it to the laptop, and start. And every time, you know, it puts me in the mood, gets me into the feeling, I enjoy that. So in this episode, I decided I'm not going to read out uh, anything from, from the book. I, I just want to edit it and get it done properly, and then like I'll do a proper episode about it. That's not the time. I recorded with Dominic. Uh, turns out he's the former head of virtual reality now in NVIDIA. NVIDIA is a 3D chip processor for consoles or devices, if you guys didn't know that. And um, his job was to develop the technology and have as many people use it so that Basically, NVIDIA can create more chips for more devices being sold. It was an interesting conversation. We talked for two hours, and the guy just really talked and went at it. I think I'll upload it in a few days. But I think just having a podcast and having the excuse, basically, which isn't even that good of an excuse, you know, just, <laughs> yo, let's just have a conversation uh, for two hours and, and record it and upload it so that everyone can listen to it, too. And somehow people are down to to do that. And I'm glad that I'm able to experience that. And I'm glad I'm able to share that with you guys. Uh, There's a lot to learn. I I realized like at the beginning, uh, things were slow when we were talking. Like he he was, it takes a while for two people to really get to understand how they communicate, I guess. And then like things begin flowing really well. But uh, I guess it's just also my job to start getting better and better at getting the most out of people rather than than not getting that much out of them otherwise like i i went through two things this week that were really weird and i I think i'm gonna name this episode the chain of memory or chain chain of life or the chain of events probably chain of events because we all we all always go through chains of events in our lives that it's it's linked to our narrative it's linked to the idea of of this continuous pattern that we live within that everything continues upon everything else that you know i'm Khalid and i have this podcast and somehow you know every episode has to do with the episode before it because i'm still the same person it's still the same voice so there's a continuity to to what this is and we have that in our lives too you know you wake up and you have an idea of who you are where you're going and what you're what you're on about and sometimes something really massive or sudden happens that really breaks that helps you see that that pattern you had wasn't really that solid of a pattern then you have to recreate your mental structure fine but there's also the reality of of things of the thing that happened to me basically this week so i i went i went to something called bikram yoga so my friend dian he got me this birthday present which was uh, which was hot yoga uh, in a in a forty degree room for an hour and a half with with like with a group of people and a and a yogi a teacher uh, telling us what to do. So it's it's a thing, you know. This is it's a worldwide thing. It's a lot of people do it, and the people who who were in the class with us, who were who were who've done it beforehand uh, they they were maybe like 40 or 50 and they looked so young i, th- I thought and so flexible and so somehow angelic with the, with the way they moved but for me and jan because it was the first time we were there it was our goal and the teacher told us like it's our goal to just stay in the room for the duration of, of the of the exercise so of the of the yoga 
So the, he, we went in, we put the yoga mats and we put towels on the yoga mats because we were going to sweat like crazy. Uh, I regret wearing a shirt, a t-shirt the entire time. I should have taken it off because like it, it was so stuck to my skin at some point. You really sweat. You know, it's, it's an intense thing. Your body isn't used to it. It's hot. Uh, your, your skin becomes a bit red because the capillary is at the the top of your skin open up to have more blood flow at the surface of your skin so your body cools down. So that's what your body is worried about. It's worried about you know, keep it, keeping itself cool. So it sweats a lot, a lot of a lot of uh, blood moves in different places. And as you're moving, you're basically moving in a way that's stretching different organs that you otherwise really wouldn't stretch. And <laughs> you know some people the first time they take it uh, they do it they puke or they there's a million things that that happen to people that take it the first time but okay you go in and you don't leave for the hour and a half he, the teacher closed the door uh heats in the room no one goes in or out everyone follows the movement so i started and and like it was me jan and his girlfriend and his girlfriend's done it like a million times so she's good at it and Jan told me our goal is just to stay in the room, to give 70%. And I told him my goal is to move more than you move, to keep moving longer than you do. And he laughed about it, we laughed about it, went inside and we started doing it. And, you know, quickly you start feeling like, like, holy shit, you know. <laughs> your body doesn't know how to react and you're breathing, but somehow you don't feel like you're getting enough air. But you're, um, I followed the breathing exercises the guy told us about, you know, breathe in now, breathe out now, blah, blah, blah. So I, I did all of that. And about 30 minutes in, uh, we start stretching. We had to stand on one leg and bend it so that we're in like a half squat position. Take the other leg, put our arms our our hands interlock our fingers from the sole of our feet our one foot and then extend that foot forward while our other leg is bending so you're basically in a half squat position with a foot forward and your entire body holding onto that foot that's in the air and you're trying to stretch it more and more and more and i'm at that position and i i feel like a sort of dizziness coming or uh, I wouldn't. I don't want to call it a dizziness because I felt like my my thoughts were clear. Like I was clear. I was I was good, but my my body was was feeling this lightness coming at it and enveloping it slowly. So I kept going. You know, I didn't stop. But then I felt this lightness coming in more and more. You know, it 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 came from my feet, from my from my hands, my arms, and and then it was like around my head and around my eyes. Like it was it wasn't like this thing that's moving around. It was very universal i'd say it was very a part of everything that i was and it was just there and it was intensifying it was coming more and more intense and like i think i felt this feeling a few times before not in this particular way because i felt it in times in in jordan or dubai where, where it was really hot and we were like playing football or or doing some type of exercise outdoors yeah, you, you get that type of feeling of of, of dizziness this was slightly different so i I feel it coming and, and it's intensifying more and more. I stop moving, I stand up, I clench my fists and I straighten my back. I close my eyes and I breathe through my nose. I let out through my mouth, I breathe through my nose and I think to myself, okay, Khaled, just breathe, stand up straight and it'll pass. It's, it'll pass. Just 
just let it happen. I didn't try to reject it. I didn't try to fight it or force anything. I just let it happen and existed with it. And th this is what what the funny thing about the chain of events is, is because at that moment, you know, up until that moment, I was Khalid Yasin. But at that moment where I closed my eyes and I breathed, I, I, I no longer was Khalid Yasin. I was, I was somewhere else. I was something else. And that something else I was, it felt like I was always that. Always. Like, always. So so what I mean by that is I I went into a dreamlike state where I, I was in, in a, literally, it felt like a different dimension, a different universe where I was talking to other entities and other people. They were colorful and shaped differently and I, I don't know what exactly was going on but it felt like I was always there I've always been there and I've never been anywhere else I didn't know that a Khalid even existed at that point and you feel that in, in really intense dreams but some like usually you have an idea of who you are or that you have a persona in your dream but in this one I, I really didn't have a persona it was just something that was happening and I, I was with this colorful entities with these colorful entities and I was a part of them too and it felt like such a long time I was there but then all of a sudden the these entities these people around me they they start fading away as as there's a face in front of my eyes that's looking at me really worried and the image starts to fade away around the face at the beginning I thought that the face was a part of the other dimension and the other universe but then slowly the face became clearer and clearer and I looked at I looked at him and it was it was the teacher from the class and he looked at me and he's asking me like Khalid are, are you okay holding my hand and you know squeezing my hand he didn't slap me or anything to wake me up he was very gentle and calm a really great guy and I look at him and I honestly I didn't know who he was I don't know who I was I don't know anything I, I just looked at him and in that one second my brain recalculated like what was going on you know my brain calculated like oh I was doing yoga I passed out <laughs> apparently <laughs> I'm on the floor and this is where I am you know I'm doing yoga with my friend Jan and, and we're gonna continue <coughs> so so like I, I thought to me that that was just hilarious because he took me up and he sat me down on the floor laid me on the floor and then uh, he got me this type of stool that I can put my legs on so that the blood goes back into my brain and I sat there you know feeling sorry that I broke everyone's flow but apparently I, I passed out for like two seconds three seconds you know I just really literally fell on the ground I, I fell on I fell on my my hip my right hip and my right elbow and they took the shock, you know, thankfully my head wasn't hit. Maybe it was, <laughs> doesn't really hurt, uh, maybe a little bit. I don't really think about it until now. Didn't feel like I hit my head. Um, then I, I sat, I laid down on the mat and they all continued uh, their exercise. And I was just thinking, you know, how, how fucking hilarious that I just passed out. I don't think I ever passed out in my life. And then I started thinking about, you know, I was me for a while. But then I disconnected completely from any idea of who I was. I became something else in a different place, in a different, I don't know what it was. And then then I came back and that I lost. But I have a remnant of, of what it was still with me. Uh, somehow I was aware of that reality, a dream. I don't know what it was. I'm not going to read too much into it. Um, it's just the chain of events of who I was just broke down completely. And that makes you think how how legit how 
how legitimate is my chain of events? How legitimate is my narrative? How legitimate is the illusion that I exist within every day in life? The stories we tell ourselves and everything happens, ha- happening around us. How how solid is it? And, you know, maybe maybe I passed out because it had something to do with my eating habits. I started fasting a lot. I wanted to relax my stomach. I felt like I was putting too much pressure on my stomach for so long. You know, eating so many times throughout the day and always busying myself with cooking, eating, cleaning, cooking, eating, cleaning, thinking about what I want to eat. So I told myself, screw that. I'll fast and I'll allow myself a four hour window of eating every night from nine till like one in the morning. And I'll eat as much as possible in those times. And then afterwards, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd eat like about 3000 calories in one night or at least try, and then that would keep me going the next day, not having to eat until night again. So I could go through my entire day without worrying about being hungry or being not having energy. And I felt like I had energy throughout the entire day. But this day, because I knew we were going to, to Bikram Yoga, I, I broke my fast and I ate uh, beforehand. But I think I ate like a type of chips, type of re- like sweet, it's, it's like, dry corn that's pretty sweet it, like i like it but i i don't eat it at all my roommate had it in the kitchen and i took like a few of them and ate them before leaving and i felt that in my stomach the entire time that i was doing the yoga and, and a part of me feels like that 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 caused the passing out but maybe not my eating habits weren't that precise and direct the entire time so who knows but to continue about chain of events i I went, I went to the gym uh, the night before the yoga, actually, and I at the gym I met this like black dude called Tupac. His name is actually Tupac, and <laughs> I I became friends with him and we started working out together, and we did uh, we did biceps and triceps together. So it was very intense arm training, and I finished at like nine thirty at night. I, I leave the gym and I go to this uh, p- light post and we have to cross the street and I see this old woman next to me. She's a bit shorter than me, a bit fat, not really that beautiful. You know, she's just old, fat, and she has a lot, a lot of tattoos actually around her around her legs. So I, I see cars passing and she starts waving around. She starts like waddling left and right. And an, an instinctive part of me, this like protective instinct I have inside of me, thinks that she might fall into the street and you know she wasn't going to fall into the street you know I, I don't know what part of me thought that but my arms they they were tired and I, I didn't even control my arms I found that suddenly my left hand was in front of her so that she wouldn't fall onto the road and I didn't I didn't control that uh, I didn't I didn't cause my arm to do that. my arm just moved on its own it just just didn't want this old woman to fall I didn't touch her, I didn't anything like that, but then she looked at me and she started talking to me and and, and my brain didn't register that she was even talking to me because I, I wasn't aware of the fact that I was even trying to save her life for no reason, you know? And she looks at me and she tells me like, what are you doing? Don't touch me. And I look at her and I, I, I'm confused. Like, is she talking to me? Is she talking to someone else? What is she saying? My, my brain is still dazed. I'm fasting. I just went out of the gym. My hands are tired. She tells me, like, what are you doing? Take your hand away from me. I look at her. I'm like, oh, sorry. I just thought you might fall onto the road. I didn't want to. I, I wanted 
you know, to help you out. We were speaking in German. And then she tells me, yeah, but I'm not a kid. You shouldn't, you shouldn't try to help me. I'm not a kid. Take your hands away. Take your fingers away. I take my fingers away. I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, okay. I'm sorry. You know, just, I was worried. Just, that's it. That's the chain of events in my head, you know, and I, God knows what chain of events is in her head of her day and what she went through and all of that. So I look at her, I'm like, whoa, I, I, I put my hands back and I'm like, sorry, you know, I'm just trying to not see you die, but it's it's all good. Uh, I'm going to go now. And, and I, I start walking away. It's, the, it's a green light now. And she still continues talking like, take your hand away from me. Take your fingers away. I'm not a kid. She continued with that narrative, and and I was I was walking away, and I, I looked at her, and I was like, okay, like the situation happened, no one got hurt, I didn't even touch you, it's it's fine. Why are you still on about this? You know, why are you still, you know, what could have happened in your life or your day or your everything, to the point that someone trying to not see you get hurt would would piss you off this much, you know? But throughout all of her ramblings and telling me how much I suck. I she looks at me and she says have a good evening and I look at her and I, I I calm down and I zen out and I bow to her and I tell her have a nice have a nice evening too and then I walk away and as I walk away she continues you know saying like trash talking and I continue and I think to myself like okay this some this is something that happened but it's, it's not something that I'll carry with me you know it's something that okay cool that it happened I saw like I have this protective instinct and I realize how, let's say, powerful it is. But I, I, it's not an instinct I want to kill, you know. It's not something that I want to punish for trying to be good. You know, it's, it's an instinct that that I am happy about. Even though the intention was good, but the result was irrelevant. <laughs> you know, nothing changed, you know. Nothing happened that's, that's different. Nothing's, nothing's going to move in a different way. So I, I walk away and I, I think to myself, like, I'm not going to carry this. You know, I'm going to talk about it on the podcast as a lesson. But she is probably going to carry it with her. You know, she's probably going to to think about it going home or in the train. She's going to be like, what the fuck was wrong with that guy? He's so weird. Or I don't know what, what the hell might be going on through her head. But uh, I know I wasn't going to carry it with me. But she would carry it into her own chain of events of what's going on with her. And it's funny, like, how those two chains met and my intention was something and how she reacted was something fucking really unexpected. Like, I really didn't see that coming. At the beginning, I didn't even think that she was talking to me. And, and yeah, that's, that's, the, that's it. You know, there's two paths colliding. And I really have no idea what she went through on her path. And I have to understand that. She probably saw a lot of pain in her life. She was probably misunderstood a lot. Who knows uh, how her parents treated her? Who knows how she eats? Who knows what she watches? Who knows the, her friends around her? Who knows any of that? I don't know her intentions. I don't know shit. Uh, she doesn't know any of that about me, but uh, she's not in a position to consider that that way. Maybe she would later on, because at the end of it, I was just being nice. Um, at least I thought I was, you know? But, yeah. <laughs> Those are the two stories that were like really affected me this week, I guess. Otherwise, like I've been, uh, I've been trying to. I, I I looked at I looked at the last episode I recorded and I felt like I was really depressed when I recorded. You know, I was really low energy, uh, really not happy, because 
it's always like I always say this to myself the way the, the person I am when I'm recording is somewhat a bit different than the person that I am when I'm talking to myself for example I, I I'm usually more critical of, of my own thoughts in my own head and and when I share them here I don't show any disagreement with my own thoughts or my own propositions or my own anything uh, I don't I, I say I when I talk to the mic when I when I speak to myself I say you you did you think that this 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 was the best way to go on about this did you blah 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 but here on on the podcast I'm always saying I so it's a different persona it's a different part of me talking and it's nice because I like always it's a tool helps you become more articulate more verbal put things in order put them in a place you can always go back to put them in a place other people can listen to and share um, and it's nice you know I'll always have that but I want to at some point record an episode with me just saying you you as if I'm talking to myself the entire time not as if I'm talking to you the listener um, I want to do different things like that you know and and I think I, I should be more encouraged to, to do that and and there's no reason not to really and aside from that I, I'd like to do more pauses <laughs> with, my, with what I say you know like I think I, I jump from one to point point to point really quickly and I, I, I just talk and I talk and I talk and I talk and I talk and like if I'm if I'm if I'm giving a speech in front of people I'll use strategic pauses here and there to emphasize points you know and it works and it, it's magical the power of silence is nice but <laughs> it needs to be utilized properly you know it's it's uh, I need to pause at the right times mention the proper point and then pause but I guess a part of me always feels like this type of stress of oh I need to keep going I, I need to keep going I need to keep going maintain the attention of the listener I don't know if I even think that but uh, yeah I think I'll utilize more silence maybe a part of me thinks like if I'm speaking for an hour then I might as well not have that many pauses but you know you look at great speakers like Alan Watts uh Hitler, <laughs> they always have so many pauses and how they speak. The only other person that doesn't have that many pauses is uh, Jordan Peterson. The guy just starts and he goes. And, and I'm really a lot like that. You know, we're both born on the same day, 12th of June. Once I found out that Jordan Peterson and I share a birthday, I absorbed this guy big time. And I, I do speak a lot like him. And he speaks in a way that really grabs and maintains attention. And I want to... I want to maintain and grab attention. I want to be able to give him a message that I think is important. But as, uh, it's a part of the journey that I'm going through, a journey of I don't know what the hell's going on, and I'm just trying my best too, just like everyone else. And hopefully I can create and give more value to the world than the value I'm taking. Hopefully. And that's that, right? Um... Yeah, that's a chain of events. Because I, I, I convinced myself that I'd, with the writing of the book, it's, it's, when I wrote it, when I was writing, it really felt like I was in the right place in the right time. My brain was really engaged in this creating this one thing. Whenever I went to bed, I'd be thinking about the structure. When I'd wake up, I'd be thinking about the structure. If I go on a walk, I'd be thinking about the how to say different things or what to keep, what to... And there was this part of my brain always going about it for the past like 10 months 
a part of my brain was always just absorbing everything, trying to find meaning. And somehow this part stopped and died down a bit. And now that I don't have it, I, I feel the less meaning in my life. Definitely. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, sure, there's a lot that I have to do, but I'm not really taking care of what I have to do because of, of these thoughts. I, I don't feel as engaged or as motivated as I was with the book. Uh, sure, the deadline helps. And sure, it's something that was really important to me. And if you look at the cover, the cover is a beautiful butterfly spreading its wings. It's colorful and those colors spread out onto the canvas it's on and, and the frame that it exists within. And I wanted the book to sort of be that for me too, like uh, this explosion of who I was or who I am. And it, it is who I am in, in a lot of ways. And it's something that's beyond me. It's something that's more than me. It's something that's just different than me. And it's all of those at the same time. And looking looking at it on Amazon, for example, being published and, and not having any ratings at all and just having this empty page, uh, it feels it feels empty, it feels wrong. It feels like it's not what it could be, it isn't what it should be. I didn't tell anyone on my social feed that I that I wrote it or published it. I just, uh, it's on the podcast and that's it. Or I show friends of mine or girls I'm trying to impress. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's not. It's it doesn't feel right that I did this to myself. Honestly, like I know that I'll get to f fixing it and making it something proper. But it's really a lesson for me, you know, to to get something done right once, and that's it. But. Um, yeah, I put the pressure on myself to finish it on a, at a certain time. And honestly, like within the last three weeks, I wrote more and I did more for the book than I did the nine months beforehand. But I still count that as a part of the process. I was writing a lot beforehand and I deleted a lot, but that's just, you need to get that out of your system, right? Speaking about getting things out of your system, I found a story I wrote three years ago called Shifting Shadows and it's like 24 pages long I just wrote like a short story I just wanted to finish something completed let it be done and I read it I read through it today and I edited it again and I think like now it's it's completely done and I'm really proud of it for a short story I think damn you know it gets to the point a part of me is surprised that I, I, I wrote it that the way I did and it's a pleasant surprise. It's nice to remember that you're a writer. It's, and I did that yesterday. I sat down and I wrote just to see, that, can I write? I haven't written a lot since the since I published the book. And I haven't written a lot for my bachelor thesis. And I'm going to get to all of that. But um, it's, uh, it's a wonderful feeling to see. Like I sat down and I wrote about the yoga experience, how I clenched my fists and felt it coming onto me. And and I read that again and I was like, okay, this is nice. You know, it's my opinion, might not be to someone else, but uh, maybe I can read it. Yeah, I could do like a one episode reading of Shifting Shadows. I think I'd like that. I think I'm going to do that. <laughs> not today, but I think I'm going to do that. And the next second, that face explained it all. I fainted, I fell, 
without realizing it, without intending it, I was on the floor already in another world and another lifetime. They told me I was out for only a moment. The dreamlike reality felt like a lifetime. I was on the floor. I was already laughing. What a weird sensation. I fell without falling. I was somewhere else I always was. I was someone else I always was. But I was also still me. I really like the last line. You know, sure, it could use some work. I can edit this, but... Uh... I don't know. I think the last line is solid. I fell without falling. I was somewhere else I always was. I was someone else I always was. But I was also still me. So yeah, I was basically only out for two seconds. You know, I instantly fell. The guy instantly came to me and instantly woke me up. And it still felt like eternity, honestly. It's crazy. But yeah, love it that you guys are here with me, as always. <laughs> it's always midnight or midnight wisdom. Let's see where this journey goes. Let's see where this narrative leads and let's see where this chain breaks.